Uh, today I'm joined by a very special person uh, wow. who I'm lucky to know. He is an athlete. He's a business business owner. He's a student. He's a jack of all trades and an all star at all of them. So mm. welcome to the podcast, Novel Provo. How you doing, yes, brother? Yes, sir. Appreciate it, man. I'm good. Nice day and. Uh, not a nice day, but a day. <laughs> it's a, a day nice day to record a podcast exactly. inside. That's exactly. what it is. Yes, sir. Yeah, so listen, you have a pretty interesting story. You're, you're a young dude. You're, you're from uh, the Halifax area. So where, where exactly are you from? So I'm from North Preston, Nova Scotia. Shout out North Preston. Um, a small community just outside of Halifax. Actually one of the largest black communities in Canada. Um, yeah, that's where I'm from. Born and raised. Yeah, North Preston, that's me. Do you still live there now? Yeah, well, I don't anymore. I live in Halifax now on Barrington Street, but um, yeah, I'll give my address out. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so I live in Halifax, but you if know, you'd like the podcast, just there. show up at his place. Exactly, pull up. Yeah, no, um, so I, I was doing a little bit of, little bit of research on mm-hmm. Mr. Provo here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you played D1 basketball. Yeah, where, yeah so where was I that? played um, ball at Loyola University in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, before that, I played high school ball in Huntington, West Virginia, you know, the top prep school in, in the States with Andrew Wiggins and a bunch of guys. Um, played for Team Canada for a few years. But, yeah, I mean, as far as Loyola goes, uh, it was pretty cool playing Division One. You know, my whole life I kind of dreamed about playing in NBA and playing, you know, Division One. And coming from Halifax, we didn't see too many guys doing that. So to be able to do that and kind of achieve that dream was, was pretty cool for sure. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. awesome. So was that like growing up? Was that like, this is what I'm doing with my life? I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be a fucking basketball star. Yeah, I mean, and I fucking I like that. I like that we swearing on this pod. Yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Say like, no more. This isn't global yeah, news. Straight, yeah, I just had a few uh, interviews on. Yeah, I know. on the real TV. So I was telling them earlier. These are all war- those are all warm ups. Bullshit. But here, yeah. this is the real me, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we're coming in hot. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, for me. And I'll break the story down. You're just like gonna pepper and fuck every <laughs> I'll, two seconds. I'll break it down like this. You know, coming from North Preston, um, you know, a place that's dealt with a lot of issues. Uh, you know, violence, drugs. You know, a lot of that are tied to systemic racism. A ton of issues that I can get into a whole nother day. Um, but but with that, you know, presented with those challenges. You know, we didn't see many options. I didn't see doctors. I didn't see lawyers. Um, I think in the black community in general, we don't see a lot of that. So you know, I seen two successful people in my life. In the in the global like grand scheme, it was either you're going to be a rapper or you're going to be a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And then in my community, it was the successful people who were somewhat successful but really weren't were either athletes or street people. They sold drugs. They did whatever they did. Uh, so for me, I had you know luckily I was blessed to have people in my life who you know saw the other path and seen more of me to be like nah you're not going over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but all I all, only other thing I could do was play basketball. So from young like age four five you know i'm playing basketball dreaming about the nba and you know as i got older started to get a little bit better i think i was 12 years old when um i really seen that i had some talent i was a lot better than the kids in my age group oh shoot red ball (laughs) a lot better than the kids in my age group best birth you can have (laughs) exactly it's a big one but uh yeah it's a lot better than the kids around i was playing older playing up with older guys and stuff and i'm like I might be able to really do something with this. So sat down with my brother and my mom, and, you know, they were always uh, people that pushed me and kind of wanted me to be the most I could be. So we sat down, and I wrote that I would enter the NBA draft in whatever my eligible year would have been. It would have been, like, 2015 or something. But this, I wrote mm-hmm. it down in, like, 2008. 
So then once, once I set that goal, I started to go hard. I used to train. I was like 12 years old, running at 6 a.m., um, getting up, going on jogs, and just really dedicating my life yeah. to that. Uh, so then after that, at about age 13, I moved to Toronto. My, my mom let me go away to chase my basketball dream, moved to Toronto with my uncle, went to school. The next year, I was 14, 15, I went down to the States. And yeah, that was my journey, just trying to get to the NBA, trying to, you know, live this basketball dream. And again, you know, it led me to Team Canada. I played in Greece and Italy and, you know, got to travel the world playing the game. And, you know, eventually landed a Division One scholarship, got my education paid for for free. Um, $60,000 worth, actually. Well, yeah, that's nothing to scoff at. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, down in the States, it was a private school. So, again, like, tuition was $45,000, and living and food was about $20,000. So, yeah, you know, to get out of school. Well, I mean, well, yeah, like, you didn't, I mean, not saying it's too late. Yeah, but yeah. But, yeah, I, I would... <clears throat> You didn't go to the NBA, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But you had a hell of a career this far. Super, but I'm right. sure that, like, I mean, now I have two questions. Mm-hmm. So one, um, so now you're you're doing business, yeah. Um, and I feel like, do you feel like a lot of those things translated, like the lessons you learned, like being that 13 year old kid who's yeah. up at 6 a.m. just yeah. fucking grinding? Yeah. yeah. Does a lot of that translate over to the way that you approach business now? Hundred percent, man. Like I approach this shit like you know I'm I'm a avid fan of Nipsey Hustle. The marathon, yeah, I saw the shirt. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> the marathon. And when I was playing ball, that was my mindset. The marathon. Let's grind. Let's work. Mm-hmm. I'm just outwork everyone. You know, I wasn't the fastest guy. I wasn't the most a- athletic. I was about to say athletic. <laughs> I wasn't whatever that is. I wasn't the most a- athletic. It might, it might catch on. It might be a new pop exactly. culture word. You know what I'm saying? But Girls twerking would... stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Athlete. Put that one in, uh, write that one in notes for me. Yeah. But, um, you know. That'll be your claim to fame. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, I wasn't the, the I wasn't dunking on people. But I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm going to work the hardest. I'm going to be the, the smartest on the court. You know, the coach is going to want to put me on the floor just because I'm, I'm that guy. So, when I transferred over to business, it's that same mentality. I'm going to wake up earlier than anyone else. I'm going to put the most work in. I'm, I'm still on the marathon. And I think, again, you know, that time management, that grind mentality um, translates to business. And it does well in business. You know, mm-hmm. when you look at the successful entrepreneurs, they're usually people who grind. Um, so, yeah, just all that shit. And, you know, I think the, the direct skills of playing ball as well translate to business. Communication skills, working with the team. You know, I'm, I'm now a CEO and I got... 10 employees like that type of shit mm-hmm. gelling together a team and you know we're in the so did you always like assume the leadership role when you were uh, an athlete yeah so 100 well, you still are but i mean yeah yeah every time yeah i mean i think for me again i was always i always like hung out with older guys and stuff so like i was 12 hanging out with 15 year olds so then mm-hmm. when i played ball with the kids my age i just you know naturally i was you know i kind of led them um and again that was my role as a point guard as a you know the quarterback of the team you know, I always was a leader, and I, that that was my value to the team. So, that role always kind of felt natural, mm-hmm. um, and it's always a role that I embellished. Yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, so you're, yeah. supposed to, you're supposed to give me a nod for that word embellished, but <laughs> yeah, I was that the secret <laughs> word? No, that's a great word, man. Yeah, <laughs> ten points exactly. Um, yeah, and the second part of my question was so. You know, you leave home, going, going to play basketball, and you know you you had written a note to yourself that you're gonna be eligible for the mm-hmm. for the draft. Mm-hmm. That you, did you have a plan B, or were you like, this is? I mean, for me. Um, and when did you kind of realize, like, you you know? Yeah. Because now you're doing like you're doing very well. Like, yeah, yeah. You got 
an impressive business that's yeah. helping a lot of people yeah. and it's making a lot of impact in this this part of the part of the country mm-hmm. but i mean obviously there has to be kind of a transitioning point inside you that goes you know what mm-hmm. my energy needs mm-hmm. to go a little bit over here mm-hmm. you're good at this podcast shit that's good <laughs> questions but um yeah i mean so i mean I, I think at first it was like no plan b it's nba or no way you know it was like mm-hmm. that was mentality like i'm just gonna grind and i'm gonna make it happen you know what i'm saying i think at about you know my my first year at division one ball you know i wasn't wasn't playing as much as i wanted to be um just never could really get over that 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 hump that edge of like i would be in practice killing and get to the game and there was just some kind of gap there um so you know my my logical brain started to come in like all right i'm measuring myself up uh against guys who are in the nba and you know i'm not really playing at that level my chances are slim um, so eventually, and I started to think. So you know, I mean, in high school, I started to read another Red Bull burp. <laughs> in high school, in high school, I started to read, you know, financial books and you know, watch The Wolf of Wall Street and you know, <laughs> I feel like that's the biggest thing you know for what millennials. Saying? The Wolf of Wall Street, man. It's like, yo, when you seen that shit, you're like, fuck, like millions and, yeah. and bitches on the boats and yeah. It's like, all right, that's you know, what he I scammed wanted. me. As soon you know as he came in. It's like, all right, shoot, stocks. Okay, let me figure that out. And I, I yeah. met, I, I was at this seminar once, and this black guy who was doing stocks. I'm like, all right, shoot, there's a black guy. He's doing stocks. Cool, that's that's something else. So I started to think think that stuff. And I mean, by the time I got to university, I'm like, all right, I'm doing finance. And I'm going to just start filling my brain with this shit. Um, and, you know, I think my plan B, once I seen ball kind of fading, and it was a tough transition because here I am, um, a guy, you know, I was like the people's champ. Like, you know, North Preston was like Novell mm-hmm. Pro. Everyone... Was that a lot of pressure? Yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. Yeah. Like, I think I always... Um, you know, my, my dad and my, my family always pushed me, like, you know, be the guy. I got a video on my Instagram right now where I was, like, five years old. I saw and that, my dad's yeah. like, you, you better be the best next year. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to be the best. And yeah. he's like, well, it's a lot on you. The, big, the, team, the team's relying on you. So, like, I always mm-hmm. had, that's how he challenged me. Um, so when I got to this point, again, you know, I was the first guy to, to make it to this league, to this level, play Team Canada. Um, and, you know, uh, Nipsey Hussle says something where, where you ever represent hope, where the hopeless at? And, you know, mm-hmm. for me, North Preston is a place that there's not a lot of positive lights. There's not a lot of, that's our guy. So I was that guy, you mm-hmm. know, at, at, that, at that time. And basketball was away. So when I seen that, you know, my, my pastor used to be in church praying that I make it to the NBA. And, mm-hmm. like, the whole church is holding hands, like, wow, kumbaya, let's get this guy to the NBA. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm like, that's sh- real pressure. It's real. But yeah. that, that shit fueled me. Yeah. I, got, I still got that pressure in business, and that's what fuels me. Um, and I'll get to that after. But, you know, that, that pressure, it, it fueled me. So, when I got to the place where it's like, shit, this is not happening, it was a little, little tough transition of like, I'm letting people down. So, I was at Loyola um, in my third year, like, shit, contemplating if I'm going to come back to Halifax. But that was tough for me because it was like, shit. People gonna, I'm gonna be now in the space, and you know, people look like, look at me like I failed. Like, oh, he went and now he's back here playing at St. Mary's, and so dealing with a lot of that type of shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's the world gonna think? And you know, I, that was a great place for me to to come out of and grow. Um, but that transition was definitely tough for sure. Truly, did coming back home like you didn't have your head at, like held low or anything? Like, was it a bit of like you let people down? Did you feel like that? So I mean, at first, like when I was deciding, like when I was still at Loyola and, and thinking about coming back, um, I kind of had a little bit of that, like shit, you know. 
I'm, I'm failing. You know, I, I settled. You know, people, I'm going from people praying for me to make it to the NBA to now I'm coming back to St. Mary's where, you know, I would never even looked at St. Mary's when I was in high school because, like, I'm going to Kentucky, then straight to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, coming back to St. Mary's was like, all right, now I'm here now. Uh, you know, a little bit. And I remember, like, my first games and stuff, like, because here's, here's where I am. I'm not – I know I'm not going to the NBA no more, so I'm not really – focusing on ball i'm not in a gym i'm not really like that you know Mm -hmm. so but i'm coming back to st mary's and here's a guy who you know we we thought was going to the nba now he's coming back to st mary's he should be freaking scoring 50 every game so people come to my games like expecting to see kobe bryant (laughs) you know what i'm saying like you know so like a lot of that shit and at first you know i was like all right i gotta fucking perform um so that that little challenge does that make you more of a selfish player at all I was never like I could never play selfish because it's not my game. I'm not a guy that's you know score yeah. fifty what 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 points. But I was a selfish teammate, mm-hmm. as in like you know when I wasn't getting the time I thought I should be getting. Or you know I remember one game we were playing a bigger team, so like I got pulled out of the starting lineup, and I'm like fuck this shit. Like I'm in practice like throwing the ball off people's mm. shoes and shit like yeah. trying to sabotage the whole shit and i was selfish for that because yeah. you know but i wasn't selfish in the fact that like, i'm gonna shoot 20 shots i was just selfish in and being a teammate so mm. quickly i kind of got over the woe is me shit like okay bro fuck off like you did something great you know you, you you did more than most people do with the sport i i got some met some great people i learned some valuable things and when i kind of you know got into that mindset I'm like all right what's next um you know, that's when I was able to, to grow and move forward through that little, what is it, they call it, like an athlete depression or something like that. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, yeah. put that in my notes here, because you know I saying? saw an interview you did, you were talking about post-athletic <clears> depression. <throat> um, yeah, and I feel like a lot of people go through that. Yeah, man. Um, but I mean, like, at the same time, like, <clears throat> I don't know, it's fucking tacky as yeah. it is, yeah. but I feel like, you know, everything does happen for a reason. When, yes, you, are, like, when you are putting out positive energy and mm-hmm. you are, like, working towards a greater goal that isn't just self-fulfilling, because mm. I, you know, obviously do my due diligence and mm-hmm. creep the shit out of you online no, for a sec. Up. That's what's up. Um, but, you know, I saw that, you know, you're giving back to your community, like, mm-hmm. teaching kids the things that you learned mm-hmm. when you were at, at Loyola. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, like, that stuff, like, you may have just helped create yeah. an NBA yeah, player, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 it yeah, might not yeah. have been you, but it might have been a yeah. little piece of what you yeah. learned. Yeah, and I mean, to, to speak to that, like, I have a major little analogy i fell on once so like we did a top 40 metro elite camp where basically we brought the top 40 kids in halifax yeah i think that's where we met you know yeah exactly yeah. we brought the top 40 kids in halifax to a camp they stayed over for two nights um you know they just the top elite camp one of the best camps you see in canada where everything was free for them they got gear and you know we brought in nba players so the first year we brought in andrew wiggins second year we brought in dylan brooks and we just we went through the process of showing them why they should need to think different and be elite. Um, and one of the analogies I kind of fell on then was this, the seeds being planted. So um, there was a guy 20 years before me. His name was Sugarloo. You know, the highest level he made it to was high school. He was like the high school star. Mm-hmm. And then so a guy named Chris Johnson saw him play and was like, all right, he's doing this at this level. I can be a little bit better than him. Chris Johnson went on to, you know, be a, a play division one and play juco or whatever the case is and i saw chris johnson like all right i can be a little bit better, bit better than him i'm gonna go another level i played team canada played division one right out of high school stuff mm-hmm. like that then you know there's a guy seeing me lindell wigginton you know he used to 
just I used to be my little homie, you know, whatever, however that goes. Um, still my little homie, not used to be, <laughs> yeah. but you know, we, when he was younger, we I used to bring him to train with me and stuff. Yeah. So he seen me be like, all right, I can be a lot better than him. Pretty much ready to go to the NBA, in the NBA, in the mm-hmm. D League. And I was a kid after that seeing him is going to go to the next level. So I say all that to say, you know, with the top 40 camp, um, actually, I just I just saw uh, one of the one of the kids, Ethan, Ethan Carabino, however you say his name, Ethan, my little homie. <laughs> he was one of the guys in the camp. And to now see him at the place he is now, and, you know, he, he's now in the States um, and, and, and playing ball at a high level and doing all these great things, and he thanks us for that camp and you know just instilling those you know those values and kind of give him those pieces that he wouldn't really got before right so like like you said uh that give back piece and you know for me it might not have been my destiny but me at least going that far is going to create five nba players after mm-hmm. me right so that's a man, that's a cool you know feeling what I'm saying? i want to uh i want to quickly sidestep because this podcast i also want to let people kind of talk about what they do, what they mm-hmm. promote mm-hmm. yourself a little mm-hmm. bit. So tell me about Smooth Meal Prep. Yeah, so Smooth Meal Prep, we're a meal delivery service, basically prepare and deliver healthy meals to your door. So, you know, we like to consider ourselves the fitness meal um, and, you know, the athlete's meal. And it kind of brings in my background as an athlete and a fitness-focused person. And, you know, we have two basic plans, a, a fat loss plan, a muscle mass plan. So people who are focused on um, the focused on fitness and in the gym and just don't have time to cook you know we handle that for you so in the run of a week you get 12 meals six delivered on sunday six on wednesday we count calories fat protein um all of that stuff and you know just really help people who are focused on fitness you know eat their eat food right Mm -hmm. so so where did that where did that idea come from i mean that kind of came uh kind of crazy not crazy story but the funny story my mom she, she loves to cook. She's a chef, um, spends a lot of time in the kitchen. So, you know, she used to, we were always focused on health. So she was making healthy food for me, uh, you know, while I was coming back home and in school and playing ball and not having time to cook and eat. Mm-hmm. So she would make healthy meals for me. And then from there, um, you know, she's like, isn't that the best meal you ever had, though? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and come back from school. It's Man, like, listen. Your mom's just been just, waiting. Just to go. waiting. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like, <clears throat> You know, me seeing that and having that great meal that I didn't have to cook and, you know, her seeing, I'm sure, my enjoyment, she's like, I want to do this for, for more people. Um, so she was going on a trip in March, and I believe this was like November. So she was trying to save up money and stuff to, to go on a trip. So she's like, all right, I want to do this for 10 people to make some money for my trip. I'm like, all right, I think we'd be able to find 10. I'm like, I'm going to help you out. I'll take $20 a customer that I, mm-hmm. that I bring in and use some extra cash. So, I mean, like, the first week, we made meals for me, my brother, and my dad, and we just did that so I could have meals, so I could post on my Instagram, like, yo, we got meals, holla at me. Boom. Next week, we had, like, five people, friends and family. Next week, we had, like, ten, and I was like, all right. I, and I think the next week, so we had the ten that she wanted. The week after that, after I'm keep, because I'm a, I'm a marketer by, like, I'm a marketer by I'm a marketer by by whatever. So I'm just like, here, here, get these meals, everyone mm-hmm. you need them. And you can die with <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so next week we had like fourteen. I'm like, Well, mom, you're not gonna say no to the money mm-hmm. and she didn't and I'm like we sat down again and like we really got something here. You know, people were loving it. And yeah, I mean, a year later, uh, you know, we we made over ten thousand meals. Um, we you know made meals for over 600 people and we've been on ctv you know we, we did some nice numbers in revenue I, I like to throw the revenue number out not as a 
It's a little, it's a little brag. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, mother, motherfuckers pay attention. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it just shows the growth. So, like, yeah, Dude, we did about $170,000 in, in our go. first year. We had a live audience right now. You know screaming. That's my boy. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, yeah you know, we, we've grown pretty quickly. No, yeah. man, that's very impressive. Mm-hmm. You should you should be proud of that. No, for sure. 100%. Appreciate that. Because you, like, yeah, no, we were talking about, like, it wasn't so long ago. Mm-hmm. Your your mind is I'm an mm-hmm. athlete. That's mm-hmm. it. And you figured out a way to be exactly. turn like something exactly. that was so small. Like here's a couple of meals. Yep. Into a profitable business that mm-hmm. people are seem to be loving. Mm-hmm. You no, know for sure because sure. it is it is like the best <clears throat> businesses like fix a problem. Yes. That people have. Yeah. So all business, you know, I, I think yeah, I, I touched on um, my entrepreneurial journey, mm-hmm. and I just was in a little interview, and I I kind of told the story. It's like my I've always been an entrepreneur although I was an athlete I had entrepreneurial t- tendencies from early so I remember I was five years old and my mom uh, a lot of shit ties back to my mom she was uh, you know I was trying to get some snacks for after school and she's like I'm not giving you no money for snacks I'm like alright well shit I'm gonna figure it out didn't cry and I'm like so I went to my uncle's garden he had a garden where he had like potatoes and all kind of shit <clears throat> so I went in his garden and got potatoes I don't think I asked for it so I might have stole them <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying so my first business was started that's the Jordan Belfort exactly. right there <laughs> you know <laughs> so I got, went and grabbed these potatoes took, I was five years old took them to my mom's work one day and I'm like hey I got potatoes for a dollar I didn't even know why who would be buying potatoes for a dollar? But, <laughs> yeah. but people bought them. You know, yeah. they were probably buying them because this little cute kid yeah, out yeah, here. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, shit, I just made twenty dollars. I'm living. Uh, and then I mean, like, about a few years later after that, um, I remember the story where there was kids. Um, so kids in my in my school, Nelson Wine, is a school that a lot of shit was going on in there. But uh, there's like two kids who had this like slingshot, and all the slingshot was was. It was a top of a bottle cap with a balloon tied to the end of it and an elastic band wrapped around it. Yeah. And they were putting little pebbles in there and shooting, <laughs> like shooting windows out and, yeah. you know, shooting them at teachers, all kind of crazy <laughs> shit. So kid t- shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> little kid shit. Little badass kid shit. So two kids had it and everyone else wanted them. I'm like, all right, well, but no one knew how to make them. So I asked one of the kids, like, how he made it. He showed me the process. I'm like, I can do that. So I went to my mom again. I'm like, yo, mom. I need can you get me some balloons from the dollar store she got me the balloons and now I'm in my lab in, my, in the basement yeah. putting together these weapons yeah. <laughs> made like 10 of them took them to school I sold them for $2 each and it was like so when I seen that teachers that, must have hated you, know, you. But, so now that's the, that's the next crazy part yeah. like it's fucked up because I got in trouble because the, the teacher You're seen, an arms dealer in school. <laughs> teacher, the teacher sees this influx of weaponry in, in yeah. the school, and like, where the hell are you getting them from? And one little fucker's fucking snitched on me, yeah. <laughs> and then I got suspended. And my mom's like, "What the fuck?" Like, she didn't say what the fuck. She's like, "Why? Are you, that's what you wanted the balloons for?" Yeah. And now that I look back, I'm like, "Mom, like you, you, you could have killed my entrepreneurial spirit then. You know, like you should have been praising me." Yeah. But, you know, that's long. But yeah, again, coming back to your shit, business solved problems. So like, yeah. and that time there was a problem kids needed weapons <laughs> they didn't have them all right bet i'm gonna figure it out you know so any businessman at the core of it is just solving problems for someone and if you're not solving the problem you don't got a business right that's the fucking clip right yeah, exactly, there exactly exactly kids needed weapons you know what I'm saying? <laughs> give me that one for the instagram let me get the little minute clip i can post that yeah. one you know what i'm saying oh, that's so funny but yeah yeah so 
So what are your plans for the future with this? Like, I mean, do you want to expand from the region? Do you want this to be like a international, national? Hell yeah! So you know, you know me. I'm I'm a dreamer. Mm -hmm. I dreamed NBA when no one seen it, where I never seen anyone make it to NBA where I'm from. So, you know, I see this this problem is just not a Nova Scotia problem. In fact, Halifax is a little late to most things. So mm -hmm. to see the growth we had here is like, all right, we can grow other places. I mean, there's a lot of business that exists like this in other places, but. Yeah, so I mean, immediately we see um, covering the Atlantic region because I don't think this exists in the Atlantic, and then from there nationally, Canada, five to ten years, and then from there internationally, you know, definitely providing meals to people who are focused on fitness. There's a lot of fitness people in the world, and I think <clears throat> where we where we win is um, <clears throat> more people are becoming health conscious. Uh, worrying about their mm -hmm. health, you know, fitness. You've seen all these what the health movies and everything. People will care about their health now, but the problem is, and I think they care a little bit more than they have in the past. It's just more information so people know. But the issue is people have less time. So that's, that's the gap. It's like, I care about my health. I care about the gym. I, I know I should be eating well, but I don't have time to do it. I don't care enough to not go to my job. Like, you know, we think of it mm -hmm. like this. Like people work nine to fives. <laughs> so they're eating how, lettuce how, all how day. Long is, how long is a nine to five? That's... Give me, I'm not mad. 40 hours? No, just in a day. Eight hours? Eight hours. Eight yeah. hours. I'm not, I don't got my math brain on. So, That's eight okay. hours in a day. We were but people won't that. even take an hour to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, realistically, your health sounds cliche, but your health is the main thing, you know, you have on, on while you're here on Earth. So, anyway, that, that gap is a major gap. People know they should be eating healthy, but they don't have the time. They don't value that you know, mm -hmm. to that level. So smooth meal prep comes in and bridges that gap. You know, you don't got to take an hour out your day to make healthy food. All you got to do is heat them and eat them. So we see that expand across the world for sure. Is that your slogan? Heat them and eat them? Heat them and eat them. We hit it. We said it I once it. and it, it stuck. And uh, every time I say my little sales speech, I say, yeah. Because people always say, oh, like HelloFresh. Like, nah, not HelloFresh. They give you a, a meal that you still got to, a kit that you still got to yeah. cook. Us, you just heat them and eat them. You know what I'm saying? So how... how I don't want to dive too much into your yeah, business yeah. plan, but like, yeah, how, could, how, could the, open book. how could that be? Because I don't want to, I wouldn't want to poke any holes if there are any, hey, but man. I don't think there are. If, 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 if there's holes, I want to fill we'll them. So, one right so, now. so poke them. So how, how, do, how would you see that being like, say you want to take this to like Toronto, mm -hmm. Vancouver and shit. Mm -hmm. How do you, because like right now you have reliable people that know how to do it. How do you yep. maintain consistency like at that level? Like yeah. kind of like the McDonald's yeah, exactly. of this so, whole thing. So that's it. That was, was going to be my, my, uh, that was going to be my my example mcdonald's a franchise model mm -hmm. is um, that what you want to do franchise it possibly but the franchise model in a sense of here's the recipes you know here's exactly how you prepare them there's machines we we got this one oven called the rationale twenty five thousand dollar kitchen i mean twenty five thousand dollar piece of equipment where my my head chef can you know set the temperatures and cook the food in jamaica you know, mm. uh, all someone has to do is load the tray and put the spices on. Really? Um, so with that, technology is so evolved. And, you know, you come up with systems where, you know, I can literally have robots come in and do this. Uh, so, so That's that, true. Yeah, we're pretty you know close what I'm saying? to that. We're close there. Whereas, yeah. like, yeah, that, that, that exists. Um, but as far as, like, in particular with the model is, is either two pieces. One, either we do, and I think a com few companies in the States do this, where they uh, do shipping. So they're they're their warehouse would be in their kitchen main kitchen would be in Halifax mm -hmm. and we're just shipping overnight whatever the case is to Toronto whatever the place is or we set up kitchens across the country uh, and they do Amazon where is Amazon's around the world but have you seen an Amazon um, 
Have you seen Amazon <laughs> building? No shot, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. I ain't seen Amazon building Halifax, but I get my shit the yeah. next day. So yeah. it's like, yeah, that shit exists. It so works, yeah. It works, man. Yeah, I know. I wonder if they'll do the, the whole drone thing they were talking about a while ago. Yeah. Just start dropping it everywhere. Yeah. That, that would be amazing for your business. Yeah, that would be huge. You know, mm-hmm. like right to your balcony, exactly. you know? Exactly. Like we got a little smooth meal prep drone just flying over. Yeah, and they're all branded just and everything. Branded. A little coupon on it, you know? Hey, Jeff Bezos, hurry up with that one, man. <laughs> yeah. we, we need it. We need yeah. it. Yeah, you're trying sure. to quadruple that exactly. fucking that profit margin. Exactly. No, man, that's um, that's all awesome stuff. So I want to talk about yeah. So there's one thing. So you had mm-hmm. a little vlog uh, you were doing for a while called mm-hmm. "I'm a Businessman." Yeah. Um, and you were talking a lot about sacrifice. I mean, last time mm-hmm. we talked, mm-hmm. we sat down and had a conversation. Mm-hmm. You were talking about, and I, I, I think everyone goes through this, especially yeah, yeah. because we've made the brand of entrepreneurialism so sexy yeah, online, which is so cool. crazy because like it was always the, you know, the nerdy fucking guy exactly. staying up all night. Like, what the fuck you mean you're an entrepreneur, bro? Get a real job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now it's like everyone wants like to change their, uh, their Instagram shit. to entrepreneur at the top and mm-hmm. like take pictures in mm-hmm. fucking LA and be like, this is what I do jet. all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm on I, my MacBook. I don't got to work. I, you know, I don't got to do nine to five like you right regular people i can be on the beach like, yeah exactly it sounds good on paper yeah. yeah but basically like you know as soon as you start saying i have a business people mm-hmm. think you're you're rich Man, that's listen, it that's all you have yeah, to you know listen, how to, talk to me about that so that piece like all right you know i told you i always i tell the cool number of one hundred and eighty thousand dollars revenue probably do with two hundred thousand that first year but Navelle Prova has made zero dollars mm-hmm. to my personal pocket you know what i'm saying yeah. I, i'm still living off fucking you know, student shit. Like I'm still yeah. in school. I'm still. I'm. I'm broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm broke. But I'm. You know, what I'm saying. Bring up his bank account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. But um, yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah, my business has done two hundred thousand dollars. But you have to pour it back. Exactly. In. I, I could pull it out. I could. You know, might have made a good little salary. But if I wanted to grow, if I want to be, you know, making a million in three years, it's like I got to pour it back in. So that piece of like, you know, I, I, people just don't understand what business is and how it works. And, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, we made $200,000, but we also probably had expenses of, you know, pretty high numbers as well in the first year. Dude, yeah, it takes most companies it's two years to <clears throat> exactly. turn a profit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So like that piece of it and, you know, again, it's the Instagram shit. People see entrepreneurs faking the funk. Oh, he made it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? People see entrepreneurs on the jets and they're fake entrepreneurs. Fraudrepreneurs. Yeah. Fraudrepreneurs. It's all rented. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. with the Lambos. They probably didn't even, the, they didn't even rent it. Exactly. Someone else they know rented exactly. it. Exactly. So they see that shit and it's like, oh, well, if he has a business, he must be a millionaire. It's like, nah, bro. Like people, yeah. And I'm from the hood. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So people ask me for money and shit. They see me. Yeah. It's like, oh, he got it. I got to ask him for money. He's like, oh, I don't got it. I'm not, I'm not that guy. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the shit, you know, we do is, is for, again, for I'm, I'm a community guy. So when it comes to sports, I was playing ball for the community. When I'm in business, it's for the community. You mentioned the vlog. The reason why we did the vlog is because there was not much visibility um, for people like myself, black men, uh, black men from where I'm from in these in these roles. And so that's why like I'm, I'm always trying to be visible online and shit like that. Like, yo. I'm the same guy as you, you know, from the hood, same, we grew up together, we got the same teachers, everything, the only difference is, I'm, I'm just trying shit, you yeah. know what I'm saying, I got ideas and I'm bringing it to life, and you can do the same shit too, uh, and that was a little segue, but, you know, that that's kind of the piece of so that do you, shit. Do you feel like, so you felt a lot of tension, like, <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. in terms of what, like, <clears throat> like, you're trying to do something, uh-huh. and then like, 
I've heard this a lot. I've even experienced yeah, it. Yeah. Like, oh, you think you're fucking better than me, eh? Yeah. Yo, I mean, you're trying to do something, and uh-huh. like you're really putting yourself out there uh-huh. because, like, for me, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't the guy to be putting mm-hmm. myself out there a bunch. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was a guy in high school, like in the back yeah, 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 i tell yeah. a couple quiet jokes yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it yeah. you know i'll get a little yeah. giggle fit with yeah, the exactly. buddy in the back but exactly. i'm not i'm not the big class clown i'm not mm-hmm. the big uh gonna make a big scene i wanted to just kind of glide through yeah. don't notice me yeah yeah so but now it's like you know i i'll just get out there and start mm-hmm. talking doing this mm-hmm. stuff and then i feel like there's been a little bit of a mm. like a little yeah it creates a little bit of tension yeah, with people yeah. that you knew from yeah. when you used to know them that way yeah right yeah and i think for me my 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 dealing with that is a little different because I've been dealing with that since since like, ten, mm-hmm. like man since five really because like I my family is like they call my family like the royal family my dad's called the mayor, yeah. and you know m- my brothers they're like the, the cool guys around so like, yeah it was funny like we used to be in I used to one day I came to school with McDonald's my dad got me McDonald's and. You know, one of the girls like, oh, you're rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. so like we used to deal with that shit, like, yeah. in the hood. Value picks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. So, yeah. that type of shit. And I always been, I'm a cocky kind of fucker. I can be. I had a cocky day. So, like, I was always, I, I, am, I embraced that shit. So, being a ball player and, you know, again, being a guy um, who separated myself early. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, like, I enjoy being separate. So, like. I, I was dealing with that shit at 13 like hmm am I doing too much so like <laughs> but I, at 13 <laughs> I was dealing with class that with sunglasses <laughs> you know what I'm saying am I, am I being doing too much so at 13 I was dealing with that so like by yeah. 17 I'm over it yeah. so now at this point you know I don't mean like yo that's your problem if you if yeah. you feel away you should pay attention and if I'm if I'm if, if I'm not making you uncomfortable if, if you're a person who's like not trying to be more or, or do more and I'm not making you uncomfortable then I gotta reevaluate what i'm doing so yeah most of it's been support though like because again we're in a new space um you know people haven't really seen someone who looks like me where i'm from in in this in this in this space of, of business and and you know that perceived success yeah. so it's all been love like man we're so proud of you you know you inspire and that type of shit is it's more been some some of that stuff right that's so, good man yeah. yeah yeah last time we talked too you were talking about uh your hesitation uh, to be like the face of this business, mm-hmm, being, mm-hmm. A bla- being a black mm-hmm, man mm-hmm. in in this region, because yeah, yeah we have a historical um, kind of just just racism. Yeah, yeah, man. Like for even, sure. What is it? Last week yeah. we had the it's just racism. <laughs> Say that shit. It yeah, was, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 like seriously. Yeah. Uh, like systematically. Like yeah. you know, they just apologized for the stop and checks exactly, like exactly. a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 2019. <laughs> like, that's it's funny. insane. That's so, funny. Yeah, so talk to me about that. Like, mm-hmm. you made the decision, which is obviously the right decision. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't just fucking... Yeah, you can't. And then... Just let that happen. Exactly, like, you know? Exactly. I mean, yeah, so again, come back, like, I was I was gone. So from 13 to 23. Yeah. Or 22, I was in the States. Um, How old are you now? I'm 23. So okay. 13 or 13 to 22, I was in the States in Toronto. So I haven't been here in a while. And my memories here is like... I used to play hockey, but I was the only black kid on the team and mm-hmm. that type of shit. I'm getting called nigger. You know what I'm saying? Should yeah. I say nigger on the air? Yeah. <laughs> I can say I it. can't. You're right. <laughs> exactly. So I'm getting called N-word and shit at like age 10. Yeah. Uh, so like those, that shit was stuck in my head. Um, so then, okay, I go away and I don't really see the progression. Then I come back. I was like, that's just, that's still in my head. But now, so my, my hesitation was, all right, you know, smooth meal prep. Let's keep it brandless. Let's keep it faceless. Let's, 
just build a brand and it's one because again i'm I'm black and i don't really know if people want to be eating from a black guy you know and in halifax because i mm-hmm. still got these thoughts um but as i kind of started to get into it more and meeting more people meeting more entrepreneurs i'm like this place is a little different than it was when i was here 10 years ago like yeah there's immigrants coming now and it's more than just black before it was like just white people and black people it's like no it's there's a lot of different people here nowadays mm-hmm. uh so i think yes and again it's 2019 we're all a little bit more evolved um so yeah and then just again talking to entrepreneurs and and understanding the importance of storytelling with with business like okay what's going to separate smooth meal prep from our competitors how you how how are we how are we remembered and people remember stories so now that you know there's a there's a name to it there's a face to it you understand our backstory and we got a cool story like here's a student athlete entrepreneur running a business with his family that's from north preston they got 10 north preston employees and they're that's a cool story to tell like that would make someone buy meals for another week you know if, if they wanted yeah. to right so again once you can I, feel good about you know it what i'm saying right? you like, feel yeah. good like i'm feeling good because i'm eating healthy food and i'm feeling good because i'm supporting local um supporting uh under whatever the word is i'm supporting a, someone with a good story yeah um, absolutely so yeah when i threw all that shit in and i'm like all right let's make that decision let's go it's been like i said i've been on the air in the last week like four times you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying ctv you know and this is the m- most success we've had and then that time i can't wait till you're you're saying the driven few first mm-hmm. and then ctv then CDC. no so so yeah. when i was saying on the air i was saying on the air for like driven few is a different place this yeah, is yeah. this is novel here yeah, yeah plus yeah. smooth meal prep but mr, that shit was mr. Like, pro you know what i'm saying this yeah. this this is me here this is the driven few is a place to be yeah for sure no i love that oh, i had a question um God damn it. Yeah. I forget, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we forget. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's one what, of those you know what's funny about forgetting? What's that? Think about this. If I forget. Yeah. So, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but listen to this. this way. I'm going to give you advice. When I forget something, what I do, because I, I did psychology and like how the brain works. So if I forget, mm-hmm. I try to go back to like. I, I retrace my steps. So I said, all right, what was the conversation we just had? Okay, we talked about, um, what did we just talk about? We are talking about the air. We were talking about bit, the air. No, but I had something before and that. Then you, but you keep going we were, backwards. We were talking about, uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And basically you put it's, yourself. It's a, lot, it's a lot more pressure because I know that, like, yeah. you know, there's millions and millions of yeah. people watching this. Yeah. Mill- I thought you could edit this, but all right. Billions. No, we go oh, raw. Shit. It's just authentic, dude. All right, I, don't, all right. I don't want that... Uh, that fake fucking no, authenticity people yeah. are doing now. Dude, that's such a <laughs> buzzword right now. It's yeah. like, oh man, be super authentic, but you took like 30 times to make that video. That's and it's like 45 clips. That's, facts. that's a That's a great, you're very, you're very observant mm-hmm. with, the, with that type of shit. Yeah. Keep that. It's a good trait. Appreciate that. Yeah. Oh man, let me, oh, it was a good point. Uh, I can't remember, but anyways. Yeah, just hit me well, with jump, else, Let me man. jump to my notes. Ah, uh, yes. See what we got here. That's why you take notes. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I'm not a guy that takes notes, but I've been learning to, especially when it's conversation, I'll put something that I want to ask and then, you know. Yeah, for sure. I don't have any more notes. Yeah. So talk, uh, talk to me more about Smooth Meal Prep. Where can people find that? Let's do a little, little promo yeah, for you. Yeah, man, but I mean, Smooth Meal Prep, you can find us, smoothmealprep.com. You can find us on Instagram at Smooth Meal Prep, Facebook Smooth Meal Prep, Twitter Smooth Meal Prep. You know, you can find us on LinkedIn Smooth Meal Prep. Are you are you pretty active on LinkedIn? I wasn't, man. I wasn't at all. Um, 
And then I, I remember my point. You know yes. what I'm saying? I wasn't at all. Save it. Yeah, I, I want to talk about LinkedIn. Because LinkedIn, so I've been telling everyone, yo, get on LinkedIn. I wasn't. Dude, I've been and going so hard on LinkedIn. I see you. Yo, yeah. You're killing that I shit. I'm, I'm, I, I come to LinkedIn, and I'm like, he's locked in. And I'm, it's I'm, working. It's working, bro. Cause like, even for me, like, because one, you got to think of what LinkedIn is. What LinkedIn is. Yeah. It's people who want more. It's entrepreneurs. It's people looking for jobs. So it's a space of... You got Instagram, you got Facebook, you got these different places, but they're for different shit. Insta- LinkedIn is, I'm coming here to, to be better, to yeah. um, to think business. So it's like, yeah, that's a perfect place, especially for someone, for any businessman. Like, you got to be on LinkedIn because there's, there's business people there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just me posting shit and, uh, yeah, getting more active. I see my... my connections going up oh yeah and it's just getting a thousand views all kind of shit so that's the thing too man like i don't know like how much like you pay attention to digital marketing Mm -hmm. i think you do probably Mm -hmm. quite a Mm -hmm. bit but dude like the fucking the algorithm on linkedin is so good still major like i'm I'm getting comments and likes from weeks ago yes you you post that on any other platform it's gone if you don't if you don't spend like 50 to 100 dollars, no one ever sees that again what that's crazy because i pay attention to digital marketing but i've removed myself from that space because i'm thinking you know not large. i'm just thinking i just like to like where my energy is mm, gonna get the biggest return mm-hmm. so that's why i dedicate all my like mainly my yes. social like my other social media stuff for business it's just like you know like a kind of something yeah. pretty yeah, where yeah. you can fall yeah, back yeah. on yeah, if you yeah. like yeah, if you yeah. happen to look at it yeah. but like i want the in-depth stuff where people are gonna see it for longer i'm, I'm putting more energy into linkedin like uh dave culligan i met him um yeah <laughs> so he, was, he, yeah, would, he yeah. took a picture so he you. took a picture and like literally i still get um I still get like likes every like the picture was four weeks Jordan ago. Jordan reminded me to get today. a picture with this guy. <laughs> we gotta get what? I'm getting likes from four weeks ago. Like this person liked it. I'm like shit. That's but that makes sense. The algorithm. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, no, I, it's, yeah. I think yeah because everything else is owned by Facebook <clears throat> and they love you know like this is owned by I think Microsoft. Okay. And they're not really yeah. too savvy yeah, yeah, with that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> let's shut this. Hey, you, know what, you know you know what's actually funny is I. Uh, I ran ads for my business, Zest Media Productions. I like that. Um, and I did them on all the platforms because so mm. I want to see what like what worked the best. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn was the worst. Mm. So for bad ads. For, bad for paid. Yeah, yeah. Great for organic. Yeah. So it's great for free. YouTube was the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram was second. Facebook was the worst. Yeah. But just for my business. Yeah, but yeah, it was just yeah, like yeah, it yeah. didn't like. I spent the decent amount of money on each okay and uh yeah no linkedin just was no good for yeah. that i hope they're not listening because keep it the yeah, way it keep is, it out. It is <laughs> yeah. and that's why that's the shit like that's why you need people to take advantage of it yes right exactly now. gary v you gotta fucking you jump gotta, while they aren't talking you know whatever like because because soon they're gonna fix it. it's not gonna be that way forever and the algorithm's gonna be all because they're up. doing the, the netflix thing like let's get everyone mm-hmm, on it mm-hmm, this is what you do mm-hmm. now we'll change, now it. change it so take advantage of while they're using that window to just get people straight, on it straight 100 percent yeah um, Did you remember we, the question? Yeah, it was more of a point. Okay. I think that's why I got confused. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to feel so unorganic. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I might come in hot as if you had just said something. Yeah, okay. And that's we were good. talking about uh, how, yeah, yeah, how you were, you were reluctant to be the face of the company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was saying, um, that's, I like our generation of people mm-hmm. now that we're really kind of like yeah. we're swarming as yeah, far yeah. as like the business community yeah. goes yeah. And as far as like careers go mm-hmm. you know we're not doing the whole work your way up the fucking corporate that's ladder right, thing right, anymore right. so i think it's pretty good we like command a lot of like the market now mm-hmm. so i think i think that's what's causing a big shift where like it's a 
positive thing to embrace something mm-hmm. that was more of a challenge before yeah you yeah know? yeah no, that's that was point. my point i was that's hoping a major to... point yeah yeah put that one yeah put that one in there yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's is a yeah. linkedin quote right there exactly yeah, exactly fuck, I'm gonna yeah cut this all up so anyways um i think we're probably probably around time mm-hmm. it's not real planned for yeah, time yeah. but what you use how long you usually keep them i don't know what are we at jordan uh we're roughly around like 45 minutes. What are you shooting 45. for? Like probably around an hour. Okay, you shit. Let's go. I love to talk, bro. I'm not ready to yeah, be yeah. done. You got me locked in. Yes, yeah, go. Yeah. Um, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, we might do a little bit of editing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little editing. Just, <laughs> yeah. just you cut the fake the soft shit up. out. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But what do you want to talk about? Yeah, man. End of the day, and I think I think what I kind of wanted to talk about was. You know, we, we got into the sacrifice piece. Yeah, I was just um, going to bring that up. You know what I'm saying? The sacrifice is like, yo, again, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship looks sweet. It looks great. You know, but, but but majority of people don't understand the grind that really comes with it. And you hear it all the time, man. But it's like, yo, this is really a grind. And I can speak to it because I know you know the grind. Of oh, yeah. The grind, the stress, you know, all the aspects. Like, you know, right now. Uh, you know, we got we got real numbers. You know, we got mm-hmm. real employees. We got real uh, things that are on the on the line here. That yeah, it's just risky. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We if, if if we go under, a lot of shit happens with that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like we got yeah, I'll die. We got loans and shit where houses are on the line. So if the business fails, fuck, my mom might lose her house type shit. So mm-hmm. dealing with that kind of shit. Yeah, people don't like. It's more so it's less sacrifice. It's just also like the risk too, yeah, right? Like, yeah. like yeah. I've, I've never told this to anyone before either. Mm-hmm. But like uh, this time last year when I got back home mm-hmm. from Christmas, mm-hmm. like I'd never been so fucking broke, dude. Yeah, like yeah, I got yeah. back, my Wi-Fi was shut off. Yeah. I'm like in the worst apartment yeah, yeah, you can yeah, imagine. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there. There's like cockroaches everywhere. Mm-hmm. I remember that morning. Like I got up, I fucking. Opened up the mm-hmm. opened up the cupboard. Mm-hmm. I like, heated up my pan. My pan mm-hmm. was already hot. I was like, yeah. I'll make a couple eggs, or whatever. Cockroach fell out onto my pan. Jeez, cockroach sandwich. Just sit, yeah, dude, I was just sitting there. I was like, this is the lowest. Yeah, this the is the lowest be, I want to be, man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm there like bumming my mm-hmm. neighbor's Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Just this mm-hmm. dilapidated piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Anyways, dude. But yeah, like that's the thing, people. Like, and I'm, you know, you still gotta post the. Yeah, yeah. Look at me in a suit sure, last sure, night. Sure, shit, sure, you know. And here's the beauty of that of that low, and I think. I'm trying to get to a place where I can fucking share more lows, like, cause, and this is Gary Vee type shit again. I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a Gary Vee guy. I think anyone who's oh, me too. in the space is a Gary Vee guy, and like, cause it's he like speaks audio, to like shit. cocaine, dude. Exactly. Anytime you need to get a quick jolt, man. Listen, and you gets know, you fired I, up. that low, that low place. I remember spots as well when I'm looking at my bank account. I got 13 cents. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, 13 <laughs> cents in my bank account, and, and his bills coming. It's like, yeah. But at that space, like, all right, I can't go no further than here. <laughs> yeah. Like your you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's, it's very it's hard to go any lower than that. Yeah. And man, there's beauty in that. I'm at my bottom because now it's just it's nothing to lose. I'm going for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like for me, you know, with the risk and shit, it's like all right, okay, cool. Here's the risk. But what's the alternative? Fuck. Am I gonna go? And I say I say nine to five and shit. But I don't be trying to shit on people who work nine to five. But it's not for me. If it's for you, yeah, great. Like be perfect in that. But I can't do that. So, shit, I'm going all or nothing on this. If I fucking fail, I'm great. Let me try again. I, I'm, what's the worst that's going to happen? I die? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yo, when you look at life, like, the, worst thing, that can, the worst thing that can happen to you in life is that you die. 
Yeah. Okay. So in business, I'm probably not gonna die unless, you know, I do some <laughs> other shit. But even yeah. if I die, I can get into what that really means. But that's a whole <laughs> other conversation. But the fuck, I'm, what am I gonna do? Die? So okay, let's go. Let's figure it out. Let's make it happen. And yeah, it's just all it's all in mentality, and it's that that eases the fear. That eases the 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 fear of that risk. And it's like, yeah, let's go. Let's make it happen. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I, yeah, I'm the same way. I have mm-hmm. no, I have no interest. Like, I lost the interest, mm-hmm. young dude, mm-hmm. to sit in an office sure. and have a boss. Yeah. And like, yeah, I was like, I don't want to be comfortable. Like, I want to just, mm. and it's, and it's an interesting thing because like I spend so much time in that mind space. Yeah, we're thinking like, you know, like my goal, like I want to be in, you know, in whatever amount yeah, of time, yeah. be like in Hollywood directing yeah. films stuff. Yeah. Like, I have yeah. big lofty Say goals. Say with your chest, B. 100 mm-hmm, percent mm-hmm. and uh i know i remember i was telling someone the other day that and it was just like whoa ambitious and it, like to me it doesn't seem like ambitious i'm just like no that's literally what i'm gonna do exactly like, I, yeah, man like, well, I, I don't want to live if i can't at least get pretty close to that exactly. because like exactly. i'm wasting my time and you know when, when when you hear people like that you usually just stay away from them no, it was just, it was yeah, it was just a stranger though, and like <laughs> okay. I just I just because like I'm already yeah, like yeah. I'm already on yeah. this level, and mm-hmm. like I always have to tell myself down. Yeah, but there's like... a part, bro. Like yo, should I tell myself like I'm not gonna dim my light to make you shine more? I don't know if that's how it says, but basically I'm not level bringing myself to your level, and I try to surround myself with people who get it. You know, people yeah. who who understand. Because at the end of the day, like. Don't put your fears on me. Don't put your your limitations on me. Mm-hmm. I'm not you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And shit, why would I? <laughs> if I'm a dream, why the fuck would I have dream? Why the fuck would you say All right, I'm doing a film? But yeah, I'm just gonna do. I'm just gonna be the biggest in Nova Scotia. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you are like, why limit yourself? <laughs> why? There's like, no need. Shit, if I'm going, I'm gonna go 100. percent And if that's where you end up, that's fine. Bro, like- my shit, my hashtag is Vela 100 mil. Mm-hmm. I've been saying I'm gonna get 100 million dollars since. Like, I was, like, 19. That's mm-hmm. been my shit. And at first, like, people would be, like, m- like making fun of me for, like, yeah. who the fuck's this guy think he's going to get 100? Like, laughing when I'm saying it. Like, they would hashtag their name, James Hunter Mill. <laughs> and, like, try to <laughs> joke with me. Like, ah, like, yeah, okay, cool, buddy. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're but not now, getting any of that. You're, you're not. And you it's were like, gonna. Exactly. But <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay, now, you know, you, you see me here. And I'm, I'm not, I'm still nowhere close, but I'm a lot further than I was then. And mm-hmm. shit, I'd be like, oh, shit. It's a little brighter, but just me, the brain, man, the brain and how it works and, you know, having, having those, what do they call it? Big okay. hairy goals or something they, they, I heard, but it's like having those outland, outlandish dreams. And it's, again, it's, I, I love cliches because if people say it a lot, it's like, I, I like to think of them as universal truth. If people say it a lot, it mainly, usually means that it's true and it's true for a lot of people. So it's like, mm-hmm. if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Yeah, and that's why that's what I live, man. It's like let me, I'm going for it, and again, worst case, I don't fucking do it. Okay, woo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he Dude, said yeah. hundred. He said hundred million dollars. He didn't get it. He Loser. Only got <laughs> <with> a bitch. <laughs> exactly, man. But fuck it, man. I'm going all in, man. If you out there, you entrepreneur. If you anyone, man. If you not, I mean, I'm gonna break it down again, bro. Because it's like another cliche. It's only one life. <laughs> But think about that, bro. <laughs> Unless we reincarnate. Man, listen, man, as far as I know, we only hear it once, man. Like, you never, it's no redo. So fuck. And this is another Gary Vee thing. I had a one in a trillion chance to be here. So shit, if I, if I had a one in a trillion chance to be here and I'm only getting one of them, fuck, I got to go for it all. You're already the best sperm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're already the quickest. Exactly. <laughs> right so out I'm, the gate. Man, listen, I'm going for it all, man. And 
you know, you might think, oh, it was too, and whatever you think, but at the end of the day, that's what fuels me. That's what living on that edge. Oh, you unplug me. Oh, no. <laughs> that's We're what. Uh, that's what gets me going. That's what wakes me up in the morning, man. Just how can I be the best me? The you know, how can I go as far as I can possibly go while I'm here on Earth? And you know, that's that's me. That's what fuels me, man. The driven few. You know what I'm saying? It's a few of them, <laughs> but those that get it. They get it, and that's why it's always blessed to connect with them and share the energy. Just this right now, this this conversation is giving me energy for this, for my next month. You know what I'm saying? Me too, man. It's, it's it's feeling me to keep going. It's okay, cool. Let's get to the next stage and let's let's keep rolling. You know what I'm saying? So, cheers to that. I'll drink cheers. a Red Bull to that. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Red Bull give you wings, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing's been a commercial. No, for sure. Man, I think that's a really perfect spot to, to cap this, pop me yeah, off. Yeah. Um, man, thanks again. I really appreciate you coming mm-hmm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, been an awesome, no, uh, awesome sure. conversation. Yeah. Um, no, I appreciate the convo. I, I appreciate you holding this space. Um, like, yeah, like I said, man, I, I was excited for this. And I got out what I what I was intending to. Um, so, yeah, I, again, I love to... I love to speak because I speak in it's like I, I have thoughts all day, but when I get to put it on wax and speak it into the world, mm-hmm. it's it's a different. You know what yeah, I'm it all feeds back into the exactly. idea of you like uh, you know coming back and giving back to your community. Mm-hmm. Like you know you might not have these are lessons that you learned. Mm-hmm. You get to pass them down. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much value in that. Straight. So yeah, thanks again, Navel Provo, for coming on. Is there anything really quickly uh, <clears throat> just remind everyone how they can follow you? Yeah, and you about can your follow company? me on Instagram at Velsmooth. You know what I'm saying, and you can follow smooth meal prep on instagram at smooth meal prep and any other handle we smooth meal prep as well but yeah do you have any promos or anything yeah uh, maybe you know maybe when this airs maybe we'll have a little like yes actually actually, yeah january 1st um we're gonna we got a, a cool deal happening we'll pay for your gym membership if you subscribe to smooth meal prep for six months and then also when we air this you're gonna go ahead and Go to Smooth Meal Prep, put an order in, and use a code DRIVENFEW, and we're going to give you 20% off. Because if you were driven few, you got to be with the Smooth Crew. You know what I'm saying? That's just a little bar. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So, Where can they find, so, your, so, find your music, man? Man, the music, the music, you can check me out on East Coast Wave. I just be freestyling. <laughs> yeah. And people have been asking, when are you going to drop? When are you going to like, nah, I can't. Because I got to think about the brand. now. I, and it's funny. Let me let me just go a little here, just quick. Yeah, yeah, no, no, um, we're not right. Since um, now that I've been now that I've become the face of the brand, and you know, out there more, people people are following Vel Smooth on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it used to be a half a little sacred space, so now it's like, all right, shit, I can't. Uh, gotta be very conscious on Instagram <laughs> now. But Snapchat's my space. I got like a hundred people on there, and Snapchat, you're gonna get. I'm on because it's it's funny. I go so crazy on Snapchat because all my other places are so censored, and That's I've been censored it, since 13 because yeah. I've been an athlete. Uh, so Snapchat, I'm on there rapping, saying "fuck these bitches," all that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you want to? But yeah, the music East Coast Wave. You can get a cup freestyle. I might drop a little track one day. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got the we got the equipment. We'll, we'll yeah. put know. a beat on. Matter of fact, man. Yeah, throw a beat on. <laughs> Put a beat on. Get a little tight beat going. Get a little tight, little, you know what I'm saying? Something a little quick. You know, this might make it, this might not. But worst case, I'm going to have a clip for uh, my Instagram. Hell yeah. Yeah. But maybe if you want to end it off before I, so this, if this don't make it. We could just, yeah. it's done, dude. You're right. It's done. Yeah, give me a beat, man. Let me, let me show you my spit game Let's real quick. Let's fucking go, dude. You know what I'm saying? 
Because I ain't never really rapped on the air like this. And now now like, it's like a shade 45. I feel like I'm on LA Leakers or something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What, do you have a rap name or just what I call you? Fell Smooth, man. You call me Fell Smooth, the cool dude. Yo, welcome to fucking. Uh, yo, it's the yeah, drip. Yeah, we yeah. got fucking Vel Smooth uh -huh, uh -huh. on the air right now. He's uh -huh. going to spit some free fucking style bars. You know what it is, man. Matter of fact, can I make. Whoa, hold on. I was going to ask for a different beat, but this should go. All right, hey. Mmm. Mmm. Uh. Where I'm from, I'm trying to eat cause I'm full Driven few, sipping on a Red Bull Vel smooth, a cool dude, and I'm with the cool Talk crazy, we gon' run through, hit you in your tooth Y'all ain't playing with me Almost chilled on them beat, they ain't playing with me Got a bad little bitch, yeah, she slang with me Niggas talk kinda crazy, get the spray with me I'm a young fly nigga, come through with the strap Hit you in your head, you gon' run back I'ma talk kinda guns, but I don't got that Got a gun license, I'ma splash, splash, splash I'll be on the block, moving rocks Niggas talking crazy, hit them in they Socks in the pop and in the trap, rather in the thot when the cop, cause I get it brought. Gotta bring the beat back, shit don't never stop. Chillin' on the water, been on your daughter, chillin' on the water, fucking on your daughter. Young Vel Smooth coming through kinda harder, and I'm with the cool, no we in the parter. Ah. That's it, man. Well, LA Lakers, you know what's up. <laughs> yeah. Driven few, yeah, yeah, yeah. That way, Red Bull, sip it. Oh my god, that was amazing, bro. Hey, nah, man, that was dog. fucking good. Yes, sir, yes, sir. That's how we cap off a exactly, podcast right there. Exactly. You set the bar so goddamn high. Whoever's on next, you have big shoes to fill. Shade 45. You Shade whack four. rappers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you whack podcasts. You, you can't freestyle. Who you know coming on the podcast? Oh, yeah, I gotta hype you. Giving you the game. You know, talking athletics, talking business, and then finishing off with a freestyle. I saw off the top too. You know what I'm saying? But nothing doing it. I'm the host, and I had I had notes. <laughs> this guy comes in. You know, he's a D1 athlete. He's a fucking businessman. He's a student, and he can rap better than anyone else in the city. Mm -hmm. That's goddamn Bill Smooth. Come right on, there. shit. I like that one. <laughs> yes, sir. Boom. All right, let's cap that off. Awesome. Yeah, that's sick. Dude, that was a podcast. <laughs> that's a podcast. That's a major one.